Hello, and thanks for listening to this first episode of Small Fortune, a podcast about the business of wine. My name is Carol Collison, and I will be your host. I'm a partner in Global Wine Partners. We are a wine industry merger acquisitions and valuation firm. Mergers and acquisitions is just a fancy way of saying that we sell wine companies. Joining me on the podcast will be my compadre at Global Wine Partners, Jacqueline Corcoran. Say hello to our listeners, Jacqueline. Hello. Jacqueline and I work together in our world headquarters in St. Helena in the Napa Valley. Jacqueline, how many years have we worked together now? 16 years. Yeah. But who's counting? (laughs) Exactly. And uh, not all smooth sailing, but we are very uh, excited about doing this podcast together. Jacqueline will be the producer of our podcast, and she'll sit in with me as we talk with the people who work in the wine industry. I'd like to take a few minutes here to tell you a bit about myself as the host. I've worked with business owners for my entire career, which at this point is pushing 40 years. And I mean, I can't believe how old you have to be. It's... uh, to be able to say you've done something for 40 years, but here we are. And, um, you know, better than the alternative, as my dad used to say. In a sense, my own career has followed the trajectory of a small business. I began working in SBA lending for the SBA itself in San Francisco office. And then I later had a consulting firm consulting with community banks in SBA lending, helping them get their customers' SBA loans. And during this period of my career, very much working with a lot of startup businesses because, as you know, a lot of banks won't do startup, but they will do it with an SBA guarantee. So I was working with a lot of startups early in my career. I then became a commercial loan officer in the Napa Valley and worked with growing businesses. And in my last banking job, I worked in a wine industry specialist group in the middle market. So I was working with larger, growing, successful businesses. And now I work for Global Wine Partners. And what I do now is help entrepreneurs with the last stage of their business, which is retiring through the sale of their business. So basically, the arc of my own career, going from startups to growing businesses, now to helping people exit their business, kind of follows the arc of a small business company. One more thing I want to mention about entrepreneurship is that, uh, and my relationship to it is that I also have been an entrepreneur. I've been self-employed for half of my career. First, when I was consulting with community banks, and now as a partner in Global Wine Partners. So I very much understand small businesses because I own one myself. So the podcast is about entrepreneurship, what it takes to be successful. I think anyone thinking about starting their own business or who's currently running their own business may enjoy and learn something from the conversations we'll be having. Still at the center of this podcast is the wine industry. So this is a good time to explain the name of the podcast, which is Small Fortune. Where does that come from? Well, there's a joke that is often repeated in the wine industry that goes something like this. What does it take to make a small fortune in the wine business? you start with a large fortune. It's a joke that really describes how difficult a business the wine business is. And so one of the purposes of this podcast is to talk about why that is, 
talk with people who've solved for some of these problems and just generally help people understand what the challenges are in the industry. It is basically a podcast about the business of wine. So what is so difficult about the wine business? You know, in future conversations, we'll cover all of it. And there's there's just a lot to talk about in that regard. I'll give one example, which is wine inventory. Wine companies have to make a decision about how much inventory to make between one and four years before they're actually going to sell the wine. And that's a pretty complex task to try to forecast demand for your product two, three, four years out. And during that process, of course, you are layering a financial investment in inventory year after year for four years before you sell your first bottle of wine. So that's a really significant challenge. And this is in contrast to other adult beverages. For example, if you are making beer, you get to make beer every day. You get to look out a week or a month and gauge demand and produce the volumes you need accordingly. Whereas somebody in the wine business is making wine once a year. Sometimes people will point out that in the adult beverage space, brown spirits, whiskeys are barrel aged. And so, you know, surely that's kind of the same challenge. But the the big difference there is a four-year-old wine that you can't sell is a very different proposition from a four-year-old bourbon that you can't sell because nobody wants to drink a four-year-old Chardonnay. And so an old vintage wine is kind of commercially useless, whereas a five-year-old bourbon is perfectly fine and perfectly saleable in the following year. So that's kind of the, the rub as far as that goes. One other thing to mention is that when I have told people in the wine space that I'm doing a podcast called Small Fortune and, you know, don't you get the joke? And if they do get the joke, sometimes they will ask, you know, Carol, are you sure you want to do that? You really want to tell people how hard the wine business is? Aren't you going to scare them away? And aren't you supposed to be selling wine companies? There are really two answers to this question. And the first one is, you know, if somebody's thinking about getting in the wine business, I think they should listen to this podcast. I think they'll learn some things. And if they learn enough about the business to say, I don't want to do that, I'm perfectly fine with that. That's exactly the right outcome. And if they learn about all the challenges and they decide they want to get in anyway, also a fine outcome. I mean, they're getting in more informed about the risks they're taking on. But the bigger answer as to why it doesn't matter that I'm telling everybody that the wine business is challenging is the following. We track transactions in the wine space. When I say we, I mean Jacqueline. Thank you, Jacqueline. We do the West Coast. So we watch California, Oregon, and Washington. And we only track merger and acquisitions, which is the sale of, of wine brand or a winery as a going concern. If you look at the last five years, 85% of the wineries that sold were acquired by another winery. What does that mean? It means that the folks that matter in wine M&A are wineries, and they know how difficult it is. So I'm really not telling anybody something that they don't already know in the M&A space. So I want to cover a few more housekeeping items in this introductory podcast. First, I'm an M&A advisor in the wine business. This is a highly confidential business for a number of reasons that we will, I'm sure, 
talk about in the conversations to come. But Global Wine Partners takes confidentially confidentiality very seriously. And I want my current clients and my past clients and my future clients to know that I will not be sharing any of their information about their transactions, information about their businesses in any sense that anybody could attribute it to their company. I am absolutely going, I may mention from time to time that I was involved in a particular transaction that's publicly known. Separately, very importantly, separately, I may talk about situations I've encountered and things that have happened in transactions that are interesting or informative, but never linked to the name of the transaction or the name of the company that I was working with. So, for example, I might say, you know, oh, that time that I was selling a winery and as soon as we got a letter of intent, everybody, all the partners started suing each other. Now, if you are on the buy side or the sell side of that transaction and you hear me say this, you may recognize yourself in that story and you may think I'm telling tales out of school, but nobody but you knows that it, that, that situation happened on your deal. And I'm not going to tell them. And if you don't tell them, then our secrets are safe. So once again, rest assured, I take confidentiality very seriously. The second thing I need to housekeeping wise talk about is swearing. Jacqueline knows that in my real life, I swear like a sailor and I kind of had a sense you were a little concerned about that, Jacqueline. Are you concerned about my foul mouth? No, not really. I thought we might bleep some of them, but maybe not. Maybe we'll <laughs> keep them. All right. Well, luckily, we have editors, but I will try to tone it down a little bit. But I still <laughs> do believe that the swearing is kind of part of the language of business. Yes. And uh, so I can't entirely eliminate the F-bombs, but... I will try to keep them under control. <laughs> okay, point taken. All right. <laughs> and uh, a last little housekeeping. Uh, we're very happy to hear from you. If you have any interview ideas, subject matter ideas, you have you know, a question you want me to answer on air or if I know the answer. So please reach out to us at smallfortunepodcast at gmail.com. So that's kind of the overview of what we're hoping to do with this podcast. Most podcasts about the wine business either talk about the product, which we, of course, all love, or they talk about, they interview the usually the owners of the winemakers who are kind of our local celebrities in the wine business. And we will do a bit of that. But really, this is going to be a podcast where we're going to have conversations with the people around the wine business who help owners be successful. So that might be accountants, bankers, PR, marketing, sales, you name it. And through our conversations with all these folks, we hope to kind of educate, entertain, and kind of give you a ringside seat at the business of wine. Last up, I want to give a shout out to my friend, Mark Brody. Mark is a longtime banker in the wine space. He's probably been at it for 40 years too. And he and I conceived of this podcast together, and we were going to do it together. But unfortunately, he's not going to be able to join us. But Mark, I do hope you're listening. So I want to say hey to Mark. And then uh, to all the rest of uh, our colleagues in and around the wine business, 
And, you know, just general business owners probably as well. Come join us. We hope you'll listen to some of the conversations we've got lined up and entertaining folks to talk to. Hi, Small Fortune listeners. If you have any questions or ideas for Carol, email us at smallfortunepodcast at gmail.com. And we'd really love it if you could follow us on your favorite podcast platform and like, review, or share this out. Please join us next time. Thanks.